Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. And today we have a very special guest. It's a little bit of a change of pace from what you guys are used to. We have our buddy Mike Fishkin of the Gone Fishing Show over at Adobe Radio on just to talk about what it's like being a, uh, you know, a radio personality and, and an entrepreneur of all sorts, as, yeah. uh, as you'll, you'll hear in, this, in the end of this episode. Yeah, he's got his hand in a lot of different things. He's a really busy guy, and we got to talk a little bit about pretty much all of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit about growing up on that Long Island scene that you guys have heard of before. Um, he was a musician at one point, but, you know, being in the world of music took him in a bit of a different direction, so... Yeah, and he's, you know, he's come from one coast, he lives on the other coast now, and he's, he knows a lot of people, and he's, he's done a lot of things, but, uh... And he's an all-around good dude, that's what you were gonna say. That is exactly what I was <laughs> gonna say. But, you know, this is a good example of we don't just have to have musicians on the show, so if you can think of anybody that you want us to talk to, interview, hang out with, let us know, we've got... Twitter, Instagram, email, Twitter and Instagram, talking, T-A-L-K-I-N with Andrew and Chris, our email, talking with Andrew and Chris at gmail.com. Send us everything. What do you think of the show? What people you want us to have on the show? Anything. If there's any questions that you think just are applicable to anyone who's creative that you, you don't think we do a good job of asking, maybe you think we suck. All right. You can let us know. Yeah. Tell us we suck. In our email. Yeah. Tell, tell us we suck, but tell us why we suck. Don't just say we suck, because that's right. just mean. Because then we can get better. Because then maybe we can suck get a little less. Exactly. But, but uh, uh, I'll we, tell you what doesn't suck. These picks that Mike told us to play on the show. That's true. Being as Mike is not in a band, we asked him what he wants the world to hear, so he gave us two songs, and we're going to play one right now, and we're going to play one right at the end. At the end, we're going to be listening to Rooftop by The Stolen, but right now, here's Addicted by Wildlife. Today we have another very special guest for all of you. He is a Adobe radio host. He's a Warped Tour survivor. You may know him as the greatest DJ to grace on the rocks. We've got Mike Fishkin in the studio with us on the phone. What's up? Uh, <laughs> man, don't, don't, um, don't, don't uh, stroke my ego like that. <laughs> I mean, it's too easy, dude. You do so much. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm I could name like 10 other DJs who are better than me that grace on the rocks, but um, I, I do I do my fair share of playlist curating there from time to time. Listen, you're the only one I know by name, so... It's very true. Might be the only one you follow on social media. Then. Definitely <laughs> the only one I follow on social media. I, I, gotta, I gotta shout out Beef and Gordy and Paige. They're so much better than me. You just made all three of those names up. <laughs> I swear, they're all real names. They're all real people. You said Beef. Yeah, Beef is sick. There was one weekend, it was me and Beef just running the ones and twos, and that was a cool promo. Is that a uh, Salmonella joke? Or E. coli joke? Whatever's going around right now? Oh my god, that's yeah, Romaine lettuce. <laughs> oh, oh no, but it spread to Beef, if you've paid attention. They recall a shit ton of Beef. I, I don't pay attention to the E. coli scares. Uh, uh, okay. If your boyfriend says he's got Beef, I'm a vegetarian, and I ain't fucking scared of him. Oh shit! 
I, I, I just saw oh, 303 man. last week, so it was fresh on my mind. Dude, that's all I've been seeing is people posting about 303, how they're like the greatest band of all time and stuff. And I'm like, well, yeah, I they're guess. definitely the greatest. I mean, I don't know what circles you guys travel in to be seeing that. What are you talking about, dude? It's all over the place. I have not seen a single thing about that band. You could call it a comeback, but did they ever really leave? Well, they have been pretty consistent. I do know that much. I know. I mean, I can only think of like two songs of theirs that I know the words to, which is obviously the whatever that Don't Touch Me Well song is called. I can never remember what it's called. Oh, yeah, it's called Don't Touch. Uh, Don't Trust Me. Don't Trust Me. Don't Trust Me. That's smart. And then whichever the one is like, tut, tut, touching on my while I'm touching on your, that one's a hit. I don't know that one. I, I like my first kiss personally. It reminds me of um, uh, American Pie Reunion. Oh, that's true. Let's, is that the one with Katy Perry? Uh, or is that the one with Kesha? Because they did two songs with each of them respectively, and they sound pretty similar. Yeah, I'm not 100%. Yeah. We sweet, think it's, yeah. sweet Tea thinks it's Kesha, so I'm going to go with Kesha. Cool. Yeah, Sweet Tea's the audio guy, by the way, who's like in oh, the other up, room that tea? you can't hear. But he can hear you, so, you know. Yeah. All right, that's all that matters. Kind of yeah. like God. So, Mike, Sweet. man, how's it been? What's, what's new with you? Um, nothing. Just hanging out at the studio right now. Just, um, just recently started producing, like, bed music for a bunch of the sweepers on Adobe and, like, kind of commercial-type things we're doing. So, it's, like, uh, first time I'm really getting back into playing music for a reason. Or, actually, the first time I'm ever playing music for a reason and getting paid to do it, which is fucking tight. Wow, add it um, to the list. <laughs> yeah, so that, I've just been uh, fucking around with like my MIDI in my room and just started with a guitar and recording guitar again and just kind of like teaching myself how to EQ and not really in a great way, but more so in a way where like it sounds good. I don't know what's textbook, but I'll just do whatever sounds good and doesn't make me cringe. Sweet T says that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. You got the, um, the insight coming from, from the man himself. Yeah, he's a pro. So, so like, what styles are you are you doing, or is it just whatever comes out comes out? Uh, so like uh, a lot of synth stuff, kind of kind of reminds me of like eighty new new wavy, kind of just like jingly commercial shit. And then like whenever I play guitar, for the most part, it's like pop punk because, I mean, unbiasedly, it's e- the easiest genre to play. That is true. Aside from like the post hardcore with like all the synth over it, because that's uh, just dude, an open post hardcore is so hard to do with like triplets and all that shit. Yeah, no, tapping. Dude, it's all about pop. Four chords, same way, the whole song. That's it. I guess exactly. And then the punk aspect is like there's a lot of symbols being played on drums. That's true. It's just faster. It's just faster yeah. pop. I, I guess yeah. post hardcore is difficult if your wrist game is weak. That's true. True. My wrist game is great. I've been single for a minute. Yeah, but <laughs> listen, but no note November just ended, so it's gotta be a little weak. Yeah, it's a little out of practice for sure. <laughs> We're still talking about guitar, right? Yeah, yeah. And um it was no nutting as in you weren't allowed to tune the nuts on your guitar, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I meant. I don't know what you were talking about. Why is there another one? I don't know. <laughs> I personally went nut nut and dairy free for uh November. Wow, look at you. I only went nut free. Ah, I see, I see. It was tough. Is I that, love nuts. True. Is that a part of keto or? Um, no, it's like when you move to Los Angeles from like somewhere that's not here, you got to do some trendy diet bullshit and tell everyone about it any given chance you get. That's true. Right. Like, oh, I'm on day seven of my juice cleanse. It's great. Yeah. I'm in constant pain, but I look great. I just yeah, met exactly. 
I just met some LA folk actually. Um, just it's been it's been a wild week, and I won't name names, but uh, three out of the four of them within the first ten minutes of the conversation have just been like, "Yeah, I hope I can eat there, man. This keto diet's really killing me." And it's <laughs> yeah, just like they just they're inserting it left and right. Should should tell should tell them to shut up. <laughs> next time, next time. Yes. Well, Sweet. I mean, can you even can you even keto on like warp tour and stuff? Like, uh, like... warp tour. I personally did uh, warp tour vegan. Wow! Look at you, yeah, fish uh, with a name like the... fish. You went vegan. I know. The first nine months of this year, I kind of did vegan. Definitely, some months were stricter than others, but like. Just do the science. Like, do I really want to be eating dairy and in a hundred ten degree weather on a blacktop with only porta potties? No. I don't Yeah. Yeah. That's a good call, actually. I've never even really thought about that. Yeah, dude. It's it's uh the biggest thing on warp tour is you gotta like the poop schedule. Hundred percent. Everyone's like, Oh, it's so hard carrying gear. Yeah, it is fucking hard, but do you know what's harder? Figuring out your poop schedule. Dude, that's wow. As, as someone who's only ever been to like one warp tour at a time, like I like one date at a time, I can't even imagine having to like plan out. I'm just like, where's the bathroom? It's over here where they sell the food. That's all I need to know. Exactly. Like it's one of those things where you got to do it and like it messes with your body and mind when you're not on the right schedule. Dude, I can imagine. I mean, I've heard that, it, it, you know, showers are few and far between, so I can only no, imagine no, shower, how- showers all the time. Oh, Toilets, really? different story. Yeah, yeah. For the oh, most so part, you, showers are great. So you're saying that you, it's easier to find a shower than a place to poop on Warp Tour? Comfortable place to poop. Wow. You heard it here first, it's all, folks. It's, it's all about comfort, and I did not get any of that. What'd you guys travel in? Uh, I was on a bus. Uh, lucky enough, I was on a production bus. That's cool. Yeah, lucky for sure. Yeah. No, you know, um, I, I would assume that they would understand that, you know, the bathroom is a very important thing in that temperature and heat, and there would be designated places for artists to go that don't inter- interact with the, the audience. Is that Yeah, I mean, eh, whatever. It's punk as fuck. <laughs> yeah, RIP, though. I mean, were you on this last one, or did you miss out? Yeah, on actually, um, this was the most amount of dates I've ever done on the tour. I did, I think, 16 show dates. Wow, who were you traveling with? Uh, production bus, and then um, that for the first eight days I was on it, I was on a production bus, and then the last eight, I rode on a bus for a couple days with Makeout and Assuming We Survive. Shout out to them, and then um, As It Is was nice enough to let me crash on their wagon. As It Is, <laughs> yeah, that band went on a very big transition this year. If you follow, yeah, yeah I like it. I respect it. I mean, the last song I personally heard with them was uh, Dial Tones. Oh, yeah. Mm. No, where everyone else went pop, they went, like, post-hardcore. Really? Yeah. 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 Their um, their album's really good. They just dropped it this year called The Great Depression. That's wild. Well, I mean, they're from England, right? Uh, Yeah. Patty's Patty's from, like, Minneapolis, I think, slash England. Well, I mean, I'm sure that, isn't that kind of stuff, like, way bigger in England than, or at least in Europe than here, right? I don't know. (laughs) Never been to England. Neither have I. So, so Fish, how's a, a Long Island boy find himself in L.A.? I've been wondering that myself. I started coming out to Los Angeles a lot around the time when I was 16, I think. Uh, I was doing, I was always, like, involved in the scene and whatever, but, like, I wasn't coming out here for, like, any entertainment purposes at first. It was more so, like, uh, just family wanted to come out here and be in it. Like, uh, I, I was 
in a little acting school type thing. My little sister did a lot of acting too and came out here a lot because her manager was out here. So it wasn't for me personally. It was more so for her. And then I just fell in love with this city. And as the years went on, uh, more and more friends came out here and I had more and more reason to come out here. And then in 2015, early 2015, uh, Tom from Adobe hit me up. I'd been doing my show for about a year and a half at that point. And he's like, hey, do you have your license? I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, do you want to come out to Los Angeles with me and help me find an office? It's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So we're like, we're uh, looking for offices and we had a meeting with Joel Madden at the old MDDN space on uh, sunset and we're sitting there and like, I just remember it was the first time I ever got to meet Joel on a professional level, which was fucking a dream come true and incredible. Then he comes in and good Charlotte's on hiatus at the time. And he's like, yo, between us, good Charlotte's getting back together. And I was like, Oh shit, that's sick. Like I didn't say anything, obviously. Yeah, but you can't. Tom Tom called me out for fanning out in my head. I was like, all right, fair. Valid. And then like uh Tom and Joel are talking and Tom's like, Oh yeah, we're moving fish out here. And I'm like, uh, we are <laughs> and and th- th- uh three months later I was officially a Los Angeles resident. Resident. Wow. So that was a relatively quick process then from like oh you're moving here and then you moved there yeah yeah it it wasn't really a question it was more so hey you're doing this and i wouldn't have it any other way now um i I believe i read something somewhere like adobe radio is owned by like some of the dudes in good charlotte and simple plan or yeah so uh adobe was started back in 99 by my boss tom and then my boss shout out tom no did you just say shout out Tom or shout out Tom? Shout out. Come on. The dude's okay, a saint. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Tom. Shout out Tom. And then um, Eddie is also involved, got involved early on and a uh, part owner as well. Then Chuck and Seth from Simple Plan and Joel from Good Charlotte. Okay. That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Tom Tom is so cool. I remember, I don't remember which tour it was, but Tom was with the big time on one of the tours that we were all on. And- oh, was that the Never Ending Summer Tour? It might have been. I really thought it was one earlier than that, but it could have been that one. He came yeah, up to me possible. and he's just like, hey, what shirt size are you? I was like, um, medium? And he's like, all right. And he walked away and I didn't see him for like a whole day. I was like, that was really weird. And then all of a sudden, like a day and a half later, he just like comes up to the mercy home, just throws two Adobe t-shirts at me. He's like, here you go. I'm like, dude, you knew I oh, had no clean the- clothes left. I remember when you got those t-shirts. It's all you wore. Dude, they're so was comfortable. The I meat- still wear them. Was it in the meat packaging thing? I, I I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, um, the old branding for our old shirts, we'd have it like in an old school like uh, butcher meat type thing. I don't know. Mine was just in a clear plastic bag. Uh, well, he must not have liked you that much. Wow! I just I got two free shirts, dude. I don't care what you wrap them in. Yeah, true, true. You you did wear them quite a bit. I'm pre- I'm bringing them up because I'm just hoping that since we had you on the show, you could send me a couple more shirts. I'm running out of shirts. True. Hey, if we have them, <laughs> I'll send them. Dude, look at that. I'm a large now, though. You know, I got taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- taller horizontally, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> like. uh, we had, uh, you know, John, John James Ryan, right? Oh, JJR. Yeah, he's my yeah. boy. Yeah, of course. John, the guy. Uh, yeah, he goes by John. Yeah, he likes John. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we had him on the other day, and he was talking about the Long Island scene, and I didn't really realize, like, 
simultaneously how big and how small Long Island was. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's the biggest. Like, they say Reno's the biggest small city or some shit. No, Long Island is. Yeah, because, like, I remember, you know, I've been to Amityville, like, more times than I can count, but I've been to maybe any other spot, like Jones Beach and Patchogue, like, once or twice, maybe, but they seem so close, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but then you ask someone from Amityville to go to Patchogue, and they're like, oh, dude, that's deep. You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I think um, they're on two different coasts, or... uh what are they called? Uh, shores. I think uh, Amityville's North Shore, Patchogue's South Shore. I could be completely wrong, though. Um, I've always been geographically challenged. Sweet Tea is telling us that you're wrong. <laughs> Who knows? He's, not, know. he's not looking at a map. Yeah, I mean, I, I lived there. That's about it. Well, which area did you live in? I lived in New I Park, which was like Middle Shore. M- middle Shore? Yeah, I was like slap in the middle geographically. Like, okay. in the, like in the middle of the island or like in the middle of the side of the island? Um, like I was on the Queens border, but like um, I wasn't near a beach or anything. Living on Long Island and not being close to a beach, you must have been pissed. I mean, it was like 25 minutes to Jones Beach, but I never I honestly didn't really go to a beach a lot on Long Island. And then you moved to L.A.? Uh, Did you think this through? D- d- you know... I am so far away from the beach in Los Angeles. It's like a 45-minute drive without traffic. Damn. Yeah, I've heard about that L.A. traffic. It's, yeah, uh... it's, it sucks. And then I, I go to the beach more at night, truthfully. That's cool. What's uh, just, just happenstance, or is there something about it that really just gets, gets you? A mutual friend of mine and Andrew's named Megan she has a spot up a like little north of Malibu where you can see all the stars. There's no light pollution or anything. So it's like the perfect spot to like kind of just sit on the highway, smoke a joint and listen to robbers by the 1975 on repeat and like stay away from like Hollywood and all the bullshit that surrounds it. Megan would have a spot with no light pollution. Dude, it's incredible. Like how did she get the spot with that? You know why? Because she's the only one who would notice. She's a photographer, right? Well, yeah, but I'm saying yeah. that, like, if anyone's awake during the darkness, they're inside getting lit, you know? Megan might actually take take a look outside and be like, oh, wow, look, stars. Oh, gotcha. You know, everyone else is going outside to look for a helicopter that's crashing the party. Yeah, exactly. You were there for that, weren't you, Fish? Um, I don't think I was there for, or I might have left early. I used to be a good boy, and I wanted to stay out past, like, 1.30, but times have changed. Times have changed. Have you been to their Encino house yet? No, I haven't. Mm, I guess it hasn't gotten too lit there yet. Keeping it profesh for now. Uh, Encino's pretty far away from me. I gotta get back out to California. I don't know where any of these places are. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Deeper Valley. Dude, you're you're all over the geography on both coasts. Look at you. <laughs> yeah, I've been known to travel. You know, I'm gonna have to life and shit. Change the intro to a like geographical expert. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so fish, I'm actually a little curious, man. How did your show develop into what it is today? Uh, Cause you said at first you were in the music side of things. Like, did you always know you wanted to do radio or, or what was that transition like? Uh, I wanted to do music for like, since I was 10 years old, I wanted to be a band. Like I wanted to be in like this big arena rock band and like famous and all this crazy stuff i was like yo if i get a guitar i'll get girls and all you you know the stereotypical story every asshole that's the dream hasn't happened yet but i'm waiting yeah exactly every asshole has the same 
yeah, if I play guitar, I could get girls and be famous and this and that. So like that, my, uh, my perception of the music industry up until probably like ninth grade was you're either like this huge, huge star or you're nothing. Then in ninth grade, um, my friend who was sitting at my lunch table was talking to his like good friend about going to see these bands called uh, Cobra Starship, All Time Low, and Stereo Skyline. Wow. At this uh, place called Ritual on Long Island, which was like probably a 200 cap venue right next to a ground round. That's awesome. It's on a Hempstead Turnpike in Levittown. May it rest in peace. And I went to this show and I was like, oh shit, you don't have to play arenas to play shows. There's like, I see 200 kids freaking out over these like kids who are like four years older than, older than me, like fresh out of high school. This is crazy. I could do this or I want to do this. And so, like, I kind of tried to push for that. Like, freshman year, I tried to start a band again. Did the band shit in, like, middle school. We'd uh, just cover songs, nothing serious. And then ninth grade, I got my first MacBook, learned how to use GarageBand. And I was, like, a fat, awkward kid that no one wanted to be in a band with. So I started, like, this little tiny rap duo called Fish Factor with my neighbor. And so I would just make beats or, like, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Fish Factor? Yes. That's incredible. Wait, did you both rap? Yes. Yeah. Wow. If you got to unearth some demos of that, dude, I got to hear that. I, I don't think I legally can. Um, <laughs> you sure? We do need music to play at the uh, the top and bottom of the show. <laughs> it's quite all right. Okay. So I did that, and I just learned how to like market and network on MySpace. Like I was hitting up every pirate radio station, every internet radio station, like yo, play my shit. And then we would change it to like crazy like genres, so we'd be number one that day and just keep listening to her own song and back in the day like, that's so genius was, yeah there was this thing called whore trains where like you would just whore yourself out and post about other people and they'd post about you and that would drive traffic to your myspace wow you really knew the so, ins and outs of that shit yeah so i like learned from there did a band in uh 10th grade i think it was called failure to report and <laughs> Just the kids, like <laughs> I love that. no one, really, no one really wanted to do it except for me. Then eleventh grade, I started in another band called Blackout or Bust, and we played like two shows. We opened for upstate New York celebrities, Driver Side Impact. You are, I think they're killing these band names. Yeah, you should. That should you be remember that, right? Yeah, what? weren't they like a Poughkeepsie band? Yeah, yeah, Mike Ferry's band before we were the in crowd. Right, Whoa. right. I did remember that actually. So we opened for them at Crazy Donkey. And I remember we sold our $500 worth of pre-sale and then some. And we, instead of reinvesting in the band, we went out and uh, at the time I didn't smoke or drink or anything. So my bandmates, I think, bought like like an eighth or less than an eighth. I don't know. Whatever whatever <laughs> they got ripped off with as 16-year-olds. That's awesome. And then we spent the rest of the money on Hooters. We got like 75 wings and Hooters shooters. And they're like, we don't know if we should serve you Hooters shooters because there's beer in it. And we're like, shh. Relax, we got money. And they're like, all right. Yeah, basically. So we did that. And then we played the show. Then uh, I got us on like, like Guns was interested from the gun show on Adobe every Wednesday and Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um so Smooth. he was interested because I had been working on his show since I'm like 14 years old because I knew how to rip files and steal music. <laughs> and he was interested. I got a bunch of people hyped and interested. And then uh, 
I remember getting three texts on my sidekick from the drummer or synth player at the time of the band saying that they're kicking me out due to image reasons. Wow. Yeah. So like that was like, I was just like, well, maybe being in a band's not for me. I play, I like recorded a diss track demo, yes. put it on my Tumblr page. Like, and that was like kind of the last I did with music. Then I was just like working with guns, like figuring out if I could tour manage. I was like, helping out bands like doing merch tour managing in like local areas like nothing further from long island than massachusetts and shit like that and i was in some semester in high school i think i was around 19 or 20 years old at the time and i was failing this astronomy or astrology class whatever the study of the stars is um (laughs) and the teacher was like hey does anyone want to start a rock show on the campus station with me and i was like yo, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, sick. I'll get some brownie points. And then I could get experience doing radio stuff. So they ended up giving me my own show there. And then Guns couldn't uh, do a show. Or I went down to Maryland with Guns in March of 2013 for Adobe Festival, Adobe Meltdown, The Front Bottoms Played, Circus Survive, Jesse Lacey's Brothers Band. I forgot what they're called. Uh, Brick and Mortar, now now like stacked lineup and i met everyone at adobe and really bonded with our program director eddie and then he was like yo keep in touch blah 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 blah. so did that and then i filled in for guns september of that year and then after doing it twice eddie was like hey do you want to do a show i was like shit yeah i do so i started doing a few shows and then like kind of just uh just knew everyone in the Long Island scene. So I'd have every Long Island band on and then the word would spread through that. And then eventually got a phone line and was able to have out of state bands on and just went from there and was lucky enough to be surrounded by great people and very accepting people and people who would give me a chance to interview their bands. Damn. You should write a book, dude. That was, that was enticing. <laughs> I was, yeah. I want the I want the details that were left out. Yeah, like Oh dude, no you don't. Just all <laughs> all those band names just by themselves, just you're a genius. Speed like yeah. if, if there's a job out there where it's just like bands are like, look, we don't know what to call ourselves, like they should call you. Yeah. Were well, were gold. you the one naming your old band names? Uh some of them. Okay. I need I remember I, I named failure to report because we had this one English teacher. It's kind of a dick to me, come to think of it. And he, uh, he'd he always be like, see me after class, and if you don't show up, you'll get a failure to report. And I'm like, suck me off. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was like, that's such a high school band name. Yeah, exactly. My, um, I had a band in high school that lasted for about three weeks, and our band name was Lunchtime Escapades. Yes. Love that. Wow. Yeah, no recordings, <laughs> no shows ever played. We just talked about it. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, oh you know. Oh, my God. Lunchtime escapades. I think there was, like, two practices in a, in a barn, but then it got cold because, like, you know, it fucking sucks in the winter in New York. So, with the band, yeah, the yeah. band broke up due to weather. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Well, but that's how it goes when you're young. You just, you just oh, want to yeah. be a part of something. Yeah. The only, exactly. the only other band I was ever in, I was working at a grocery store with my high school girlfriend, and this one guy that worked there that I was friends with was like, hey you play drums, right? I was like, yeah, church. He's like, you want to be the drummer of my band? My drummer just moved to Vermont. I was like, okay. I played with them like three times. Their name was Call It Progress, which I think is a, it's either a Silverstein or a Thrice lyric. I don't, I don't know. We sounded just like the two of those bands put together, but worse. 
<laughs> Love that. And we wrote one song like with me as a member, and we never had a real title for it, but we were calling it Liam Neeson. And I think we played it different every single time we played it because we never recorded it. <laughs> we just kind of played through it, and we're just like, I think that's how it goes. And then we played it like three times, and then I was out of the band. Nice. And the rest is history. And now I play bass. Love that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm kind of glad that that happened, Andrew, because if you were still in that band, you know, there, you definitely wouldn't have time to do both bands. Right, and that first band is not going anywhere, so I'm also glad that things worked out this yeah. way. Well, your second band isn't either, but we're hoping. Yeah, but our second band <laughs> has played more than three shows, and we've played in more places than just, uh, you know, five minutes from where my dad lives. Okay, so you've increased 100%. Oh, like maybe 300%. All right, that's good. Even just from when I met Fish, I was a young I was a young guppy when I met Fish. Dude, I was young too. Dude. How did we meet on um Do you remember when we met cuz I, I literally don't. I think it was on one of the Hollywood ending show related things. There was a bunch of whiskey going around at the time. It was probably at Revolution that I met you. Yeah. And I'm sure was it was like just of- Dan just being like, "Yo, this is Fish." I'm like, okay <laughs> yeah whatever a lot of whiskey like the first weed pen to ever exist like they, we had a lot of things dude i on. remember that fish had like <laughs> one of the first weed pens ever did it work well yeah who cares it was the first one well, we had never smoked real weed before so who knows yeah we could have been we could have smoked hookah for all we knew I, I was getting messed up i was 18 yeah. i was like yo this dude's crazy yeah i was like 20 at the time <laughs> Damn, what a good time. The boys of summer. Yeah, exactly. They're all gone, but, you know, we still love you. Exactly. Well, they're, they're, they're all gone. Um, from that point, you know, they're still creating together. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to get a weird Don Henley reference in there. <laughs> oh, you bastard. All right. <laughs> Andrew really got into the Eagles. I don't know how you feel about them, but he's, like, a huge fan now. I, I don't know. <laughs> I watched the documentary, dude. Uh, I was hooked. Oh, man. You got three hours to uh, kill fish because you could be an Eagles fan in three hours. Nah, I'm good on that. I I think I t- I saw the best music documentary and I can't like ever top it. I forgot what it was called. Uh, it's the the very fancy SAT D word <laughs> and ones. Uh, it was a Dr. Dre Jimmy Iovine series. Oh, it's a series. Yeah, it was like a four part series, uh, special type thing. Where where can I watch that? On, um, I think Netflix or HBO, one or two. I don't know, dude. I mean, the history of the Eagles is pretty fucking good. Yeah, but were they the first billionaire in hip hop? No, I can't. I don't think they were. I'd have to watch it again, but I'm pretty sure I didn't see any mention of billions of dollars or hip hop. Yeah, that and um, Steve Aoki's documentary is really good. Where where can you find yeah, that? Not, YouTube? not to just dis- no, that's on uh, Netflix. Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, not to discredit the Eagles and everything they've done, but come on. <laughs> no, I get it. That's fair. That's fair. Have you heard that new Steve Aoki song with Blink-182? Uh, yeah. What do, you, what do you think about it? I mean, it's a song. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely... I can, I can confirm I can't do better. Right. It, it's def- I respect it. I think it's... I, I, I don't know if it's going to catch on, that style, but it's, it was, definitely was original, I would say. I really like the remix he did of Bored to Death. And the video is so cool, too. I, uh, I have not seen it nor heard it. So 
Yeah, yeah. He remixed uh, Bored to Death by Blink, and it's so good. Is that like off California or something, or do I just not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's off California. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Do, do you know Do you know if Dylan is still working for Steve? Dylan Anderson. I don't. Uh, that's he was in uh All Star Weekend. Yes, he was the live. Yeah, yeah. The live keyboard. Yeah, player. I, I heard. I've heard his name a bunch. I think he's still working with him. I've never met him personally, but I've heard the name. Yeah, he uh he was Hollywood Endings tour manager for the last half of uh, Boys of Summer, and he he really whipped me into shape. I I didn't realize how uh lazy I was on tour until we got like a quote unquote real tour manager. He he gave me a uh, a lecture after I left the merch table for like forty five minutes to go hang out with a girl, and then I came back and he was like, "We're paying you to watch shirts, not make out with girls." And I was like, "Damn, he's right." <laughs> he really got me good. He got you good. He, he learned me something good. Tight. I do remember the parents were always kind of pissed at you at the shows. I would all go right. Out listen, to the see. parents. The parents were one thing, but Dylan. Dylan was there all the time, every day, so he really knew what I was doing wrong. And the parents just like assumed I was doing this one thing wrong, but it was really so many other things I was doing wrong. Use more tongue, Andrew. Use more tongue. And I have to write that one down. That's news to me. So, so yeah, I would go out to like the Hollywood ending shows just to see see everyone and, and hang out and stuff. And and every time I would get there, Andrew would always be like, "Yeah, man, like I can't really talk right now. Like the parents are around and they're they're like kind of pissed at me." And it didn't matter where it was. It didn't matter where the show was. The parents were always around. And they were always kind of pissed at Andrew. Yeah, well, but I've toured with you now, and I get kind of pissed at you too. So I I, I, I get it. You Listen, know? you and Tyler brought one of your best friends on tour. That's what's gonna happen. I blame both of you. This is true. True. You are I, fun to have around, though. I'm fun to have around. I never, I didn't have any experience. They all knew that, you know. Like, I don't know why they were so mad. This is true. Well, Fish, I actually want to know. So, like, those early episodes, you know, you, you spoke a little bit about like interviewing all those Long Island bands and stuff. But if if you got kicked out of the band, were you still going out to the scene, or so you didn't get bitter? In other words, you still went out to the shows. Uh, no, and- I- I was bitter and I'm like, yo, you fuckers are going to do nothing and I'm going to do something with my life. And then I did. <laughs> and and are they, are they doing nothing in the entertainment field? Yeah. They're, um, they're killing it in the real world. They're definitely making more money than me and definitely going to have more security than me. But, um, yeah, but how much fun are they having? I'm having so much more fun. Exactly. Yeah. That's all that really matters. Yeah. See, so yeah. But like they may have, you I know, mean, more... I, I'm cool. I'm cool with, um, I'm cool with, I think most of them now. Yeah, for sure. That's like, good. Um, you know, they may have more money and more security and like but but can they say that like they go to a job that they absolutely want to do and kind of like oh, basically made not. themselves? No, I got to hang out with some of them uh, while I was home recently and yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm really grateful that I got kicked out of that band <laughs> and how things played out cuz I started working for a few other bands and that kind of just changed my life from there. Nice. What what was uh, one of the those life changing bands that you worked for? Um, I wouldn't give them that much credit with prefacing it like that. <laughs> okay. First band, first band I really like worked for and got into the scene with was this band Set in Color back in the day. Never heard of that. It was kind of like um, like most of them had been in Stereo Skyline at some point and got kicked out at some point. Mm. Oh, okay. I know yeah, someone who like was kicked out of Stereo Skyline. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. then I do know who you're talking about. But uh, yeah, no, that that band sort of had like roots in Long Island in a weird way. I- yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, we were all just high school kids. 
Weren't they on like Nickelodeon or something? That's what I yeah, thought. Who knows? Yeah. Probably. I remember I saw them at noon open up for some festival with like All Time Low and Boys Like Girls where they those bands headlined over like Good Charlotte, Third Eye Blind. Oh wow. yeah. Um, uh Bamboozle Roadshow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bamboozle. Yeah. That that was a good tour, man. Yeah. It was I remember that. It was kind of wild seeing Third Eye Blind play with all those bands. Yeah, yeah that's sick. weird. Yeah, that was when they were like in there, we're struggling to get back phase. Right. Yeah, that's... I remember I walked out. One of my biggest regrets is walking out um, during their set because Stephen Jenkins was just like very preachy, but like oh. Third Eye Blind is now one of my favorite bands. Stephen Jenkins is one of the most interesting people on earth. For yeah, sure. that's what I hear. Um, <laughs> like there's a, there's, select artists i never want to meet or interview he's on the list for sure yeah i remember um dan garrity got us tickets to go see third eye blind when uh they were touring with dashboard professional he literally just like dm'd the drummer of third eye blind was like hey i want to come to your show tonight and the guy was like all right how's four tickets he's like sounds great (laughs) and we got to the show and they were like here are your tickets and here are your after party passes and we're like what so we're watching, we're watching Dashboard Confessional. They're amazing. Watch Third Eye Blind. I was like, these dudes are incredible. Steven Jenkins. There's probably like 1,200 people in this. Like, I don't know. It's like one, it was one big giant open room in Dallas, Texas. And he's like, wow, this place is so small. It feels like we're playing someone's basement. I was like, all right, dude. We get it. You're successful. And he was just like dancing around on stage like a madman. The first two songs, he was all the way in the back of the stage on top of this weird staircase with only lights behind them. So you couldn't see their faces. They were just black silhouettes. But it was for the entirety of the first two songs. I was like, is the whole show going to be like this? Because I know these were free tickets, but like I kind of want my money back. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And then we didn't even end up going to the after party. And at first I was so pissed. And then I like kind of looked more into Steven Jenkins. And I kind of feel like if I had ever talked to him, I probably would have cried or something. He's intense yeah like really intense yeah you know i don't really know anything about him other than that i like his music listen to listen to his lyrics and you're he has there's gotta be something up with that guy well the lyrics are intense yeah but so uh so fish dude where'd the uh the moniker fish come from um my last name is fishkin and so when i was like in sixth grade i think um or the summer before I went to sixth grade, I went to basketball camp and they started calling me fish and it stuck. Wow. That's cool. I didn't know the origin. I mean, I just assumed it was because of your last name, but I didn't know if there was like one, one time. Yeah, it, it definitely started. started somewhere. I've yeah. never had a nickname stick that long. I was McLovin for four years in high school and then that died as soon as I graduated. Oh, I dude, I just met McLovin for the first time. Christopher Mintz Plas? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, he's in a band that's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, uh, real hollywood story um i went to go see i went to go see the band fitness who are fucking awesome everyone needs to check them out they just uh dropped an ep called karate their song cold right on it so good and cool. uh, it's max from eve six and kenny from uh he used to be an awol nation Whoa. and i'm talking to max just bullshitting and just like catching up with him after love that dude more than anything just such a genuine incredible human being and he's like Hey, I want to introduce you to my friend Chris. And he's like, Yo, this is Fish. He does a show at Adobe and like really talks me up. And I like, Hey, hey man, nice to meet you. And I look him in the eye. I'm like, You're McLovin. <laughs> Jeez. Now that band, that band Eve Six. Um, I love the one song I know. Dude, um, they have a bunch of bangers, but one of the coolest moments of doing my show 
it was it was a pre four twenty episode, and fitness came in because Kenny's uh, owns a delivery service, a legal de- delivery service. Very important to mention. Okay, and so we definitely were testing some things out and re- reviewing. Whatever did you mean? Um, who knows? What <laughs> Just let, let, let him finish the story, bro. And. To end the show, Max played Here's to the Night in studio. Just me, him, and Kenny. And I'm just like, what? Definitely baked. And here's Max Collins of Eve Six playing Here's to the Night. And it was one of the coolest moments of my life. Wow. That's like, I, I remember like when I was really young and I wasn't really listening to a lot of music. The only like taste of all those songs i knew were those commercials where they were like the compilations of all the hits of that genre yeah and like that was just one of them that was just like sandwiched right in the middle of like kryptonite by three doors down and whatever oh, the dude, puddle of mud song was and i was like wow this like five seconds of this song is really cool and i'm like nine years old this is really cool yeah it's sick so the fact that they were on one of those compilation well compilations really speaks volumes of, to them as a band i think yeah, I mean, they were like a huge band in the 90s, for sure. Yeah, and now look, you know, like, not just anyone gets on those compilations. Like, Walkney's on one, and that's the only one I can think of that I've ever met. Uh, Young and Divine. Oh, shit, he's on one of those? Yeah, dude. Uh, Shake That Bubble won Platinum because of it. What? Wow. Yeah, dude. Wow, JP is so humble. He's never once mentioned that to me. Yeah, it's some insider knowledge. I don't know if he publicizes it. Damn, I'm, we're going to have to get him on the show and talk to oh, him about that. actually... Um, one shout out to JP for um seven seven one five and all that stuff being awesome. True. Then, then two, uh, gotta give a shout out to JP. He just went the song he co-wrote it co-wrote uh with Bryce Vine, Drew Barry, uh, just won platinum, I believe, or gold, one of the two. Wow, good for JP. Yeah, what a talented, good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that guy. I've never met him, but those are the only two things I've ever heard about him. <laughs> so he's can't I mean, wait to meet him. Listen, you've listened to Astro Safari, you've listened to Young and Divine, you've listened to Seven Seven One Five. I'm convinced that whatever he touches is just good. He he's just yeah, good exactly. at writing songs. Yeah. We should have him write our songs. Stop writing songs and we'll have him write all our songs. I mean exactly. he's definitely got the credentials, so you know. All I have is a lot of free time. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Fish, when did you meet JP? Uh, when I was 17 or 18. Was it, yeah, with, was it with Young and Divine? Uh, no, it was with Ash. It was actually JP and Jace's first show. That's oh, JP and Jace. Oh, they at, opened at, for the um, Vibe Lounge. They opened for uh, the Click 5. What? Yeah, dude. Oh my god, it that sounds like an incredible Dave show. Joel, uh, Joe Artucci. What I thought I don't know why I thought that JP and Jace's first show was the end of the was it end of the school year jam or was it the holiday show that they played at? In oh, GK Holiday. Yeah, yeah. I was at GK Holiday. I remember I was with uh, this condition. Nikki C is my boy. Always been my boy. Will forever be my boy. And I remember I brought we bought a bottle of, or Nikki C bought a bottle of Jack for me because I was 18 years old and I was in the back of John Brunner's minivan chugging it and this condition. <laughs> It's like 11.30 in the afternoon, and this condition's tour manager took my all-access pass away. Dude. Oh, damn. So were you just outside all day? Um, No, I, I was inside all day and couldn't go out and keep chugging this bottle of Jack. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> John Brunner. Shout out to John Brunner. What a what yeah, a shout out to John Brunner. What a douche. 
I love John. He knows that. You know, Poughkeepsie used to have some cool things to do. Now there's just, I don't know, $1 scoop Chinese. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's about it. Well, you still, you still got um, Cracker Barrel and Fishkill. Yeah, we don't, really, we don't really talk about Cracker Barrel and Fishkill. Yeah. Uh, I know everyone freaks out about it. Like, apparently it's like one of the only ones in New York or something. I think it's the yeah. only one. Oh, it's, it's not my style. Yeah, there's a reason why they built one and then stopped. Yeah. True. Because Cracker Barrel does not belong up here. Yeah, nope. it's, it's not my thing, man. I'm not like a fan of just drowning everything in like brown gravy. Yeah. yeah. It's not mm-hmm. really how I like Cookout's to eat not up here. Um, I don't know. Oh, I wish Cookout was up here. But do you, you ever had Cookout you want fish? It, listen, you want it to be yeah, good. Only once. only once. All right. Have you thought about it every day since, like me or? No, not really. Here you go. This is a good. That's a good question. What? What's your? Uh, you know, you've been out on the road before. We've been out on the road before. What's your favorite, like, fast food kind of place that you can't get everywhere? Uh, Zaxby's probably. I fuck with Ooh, Zaxby's hard. That's a good one. We get that quite a bit. Zaxby's is yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I really miss. Um, I miss Whataburger a lot. Oh yeah, Whataburger's. Yeah, water. Whataburger fucks. Whataburger definitely fucks. Um. I, I definitely took Witch Witch for granted because, like, if you really want one of those, like, subway-type places, like, Witch Witch is the best. They have them in California, right? Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I've seen it. I've never went. It's just so much better because, like, you know, you go to Quiznos, you go to Subway, you walk in, and they're like, oh, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know yet. But when you go into Witch Witch, you just take a bag... You write down what you want on the bag, and you give it to them. You don't even have to say anything. It's it, And, and oh, the sandwich wah, is better. Wah. Wawa for sure. Oh, Wawa, yeah. I mean, I'm a Sheets guy, but they're both pretty good. In all honesty, it's like Carl's Jr. and uh, Hardee's. No, no, you're wrong there. Different name. (laughs) Nope, you're you couldn't be more wrong, Fish. But I respect your opinion. Yes, whatever. (laughs) Now, do you feel the same way about rallies and checkers? I've never had a rallies. Okay, but you've had checkers being a Long Islander, right? And it's incredible, right? That's whatever. I mean, it's just like a peppery version of uh, Burger King. That's wow. That's so accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's my favorite restaurant that I've ever. I will been say to. the chicken. The chicken fingers definitely are crunchier. I fuck with that. That's cool. I'm all about the two for four there. So I, I never really even mess with the chicken tendies, <laughs> but I, I could if 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 that, that's what you're recommending. If they if they add it to the value menu, then he'll fuck with it. I yeah, won't lie. Really- I probably haven't had checkers in 15 years now. So, well, good for you. Yeah. No, dude, it's definitely next time you're back on Long Island, go to that spot um in that AMH area because let me tell you, they've really increased the quality. Do so... they still have mozzarella sticks? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. All right, cool. Maybe I'll fuck with those. <laughs> I mean, look, we we really like all this fast food stuff and the the last time I was in California, I went to a, a place that you probably love, you know, being a vegan every now and then, Tender Greens. Uh, no, honestly, I hate that place. Dude, I'm really happy you said that because the one time I went there, I had one of those raw tuna steaks thing, and I was like, it's kind of kind of weird that it's raw, but you know, whatever. And I ate it, it tasted fine, but then like later on that night, I was curfing. Where where you go? Did you go with the legend Chris Bourne? Uh, I believe Chris Bourne was one of them. Yeah, it was probably yeah. Chris, Chris Bourne and... loves that place. Yeah, dude. Oh, let's go to Tender Greens. Like, relax. <laughs> I can't afford Tender Greens as much as you Mate, want Tender Greens. let's just go to fucking Tender Greens for the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> the, vibes. the vibes. I gotta get good. that passion the fruit is tea. fantastic, mate. The passion fruit tea, mate. Yeah, exactly. Man. Oh God. Chris what a is, character. Chris is a great guy. We gotta, 
We gotta hit up Chris. I haven't, dude. We should hit up Chris. He'd yeah. be a great guest. Yeah. As long as the long distance doesn't kill the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Before it gets off the ground. Oh man. But Fish. um, what's what's uh what 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 can we uh, look forward to on uh, Gone Fishkin? Or just anything in general. Like, what's the future hold for you, man? Uh, let's see. The future. Um, shit. Well, I'm gonna keep doing my show. I just celebrated five years of that. Hell yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. So just celebrated five years of my show. And so I'm going to do that. Then what else am I going to do? Um, hopefully be like doing like more, more stuff where I'm quote unquote DJing and actually learning how to DJ. Okay. Uh, like right now when I do on the rocks, I kind of just fade music here and there. Like it's not really like mixing or anything. Give yourself a little uh, more credit, man. I've, I've heard things. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get to play seven, seven, one, five, like 10 times. That's all you need to do, dude, and you're great. Yeah, so that, uh, hoping to get bigger and better guests, hoping like kind of branch out. Um, I really want to get involved with some other investments, some other um, industries I want to be in. I don't really want to say what just yet. Okay, but, but keep an I eye have, out. Yeah, I, I do have stuff planned. Um, unfortunately, like as the story goes, like you always have stuff planned and falls through when and all this stuff. So there were like two different things I wanted to do this year that I didn't get to do, which I really want to get to next year, which I think will be really cool. And then, yeah, just going to keep doing my show. Maybe, maybe some more stuff. Who knows? I, I take, I don't take anything for granted. Every day is like a, as cliche as is to say, it's like every day is a blessing. Like recently someone asked me, they're like, Oh, where, where do you see yourself going after here? Um, and I'm like, I don't know. I never thought I'd get this far. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. No, totally, man. So so I don't know. I just love, love what I do. I love seeing people making new music. I love having that. I love uh, being a part of that new music too. Even if it's uh, for, for whatever, like promotion purposes, like kind of just a second ear listening, kind of just giving advice or whatever. I, I love when people send me music. They're like, yo, what do you think of this? And I love when it's good. Yeah. I love good music. Yeah, exactly. Like it's always it's always cool. I like shout out the Chase Atlantic boys. Like whenever we're at a club or something, I know to go to Clinton and be like, "So what are you working on?" And suddenly I get some new Chase Atlantic demos airdrop to my phone. <laughs> nice, lucky you. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. Like I'm throwing a throwing a party in Hollywood. I don't know when this is gonna air, but um, tomorrow, which is December seventh, I'm throwing my second annual Fishmas Spectacular. Oh, for my mom's uh, birthday. That's so nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's gonna be thrilled. Yes, what? and so this this year I have the ready set playing, and this kid Ryan Woods, and I, Ryan Woods is gonna take over the world next year. You guys watch. We will. And well, you heard it here first. Yeah, so it's like it's really cool that like the ready set's doing my party. Like I listened to Love Like Woe throughout high school. Fuck with that. Jordan's one of the greatest people. Always very nice. Dude, hell yeah, man! Congratulations on the uh, the five years of the show. That's really a beautiful thing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gone Fishkin, G-O-N-E-F-I-S-H-K-I-N. Instagram, it's just Mike Fishkin, M-I-K-E-F-I-S-H-K-I-N. Gonefishkin.com will redirect you to Adobe's website where my podcast is. You can listen to all the past episodes, subscribe so you can hear future episodes. And then every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm on Adobe. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again for being a part of this thing, dude. We really appreciate no it. No problem. Um, 
And thanks for doing all that you do for the smaller artists as well as the bigger oh, ones, no man. no problem. It's really cool. It, every big artist was small at one time, except for those rich kids, you know? <laughs> this is yeah. true. Yeah, I remember... Yeah, right I'm kidding. Everyone started somewhere. Right before... Uh, the stash became the stash and it was Christian Ivanko and the stash. And then even before that, when it was just Christian Ivanko, I remember hitting you up being like, yo, my buddy just released some music. I don't know if you know where we can put that up. You're like, dude, I'll just put them on my show. Yeah. Wow, I remember that. We did it for, I we did it for Adobe Anthem, the indie station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was really cool. I man. remember I was still in my old apartment and took the phone call in my room. I like set up a makeshift board and everything. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. We have yeah. to meet one day. We still haven't met yet. We but. haven't met. I'm I'm scared you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've no, kind of built up I, a legend. I've only heard nothing but good things. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks again for being on Fish. We really appreciate it. No problem. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Talk Sounds to you good, soon, man. man. Peace out. All right. Peace.